Hi, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast, where all your dreams come true and dads speak from the heart. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in and say, hey, real sorry about that Adam Metalman screw up last week over Skype. Uh, we fixed everything, and I think we know how to move forward, but uh, we just want to claim it and own it. We blew it. Don't give up on us. Don't give up on us, baby. Don't push it, Anyway, at the end of that episode, we did get a little bit of a good rant between Adam and Chris after I hung up. And let's be real. I had two different inputs and my kid was screaming everywhere. Freaks me out too. All right. But I changed some diapers. I made it happen. And let's take some of those nuggets that Chris and Adam talked about and let you guys hear them. Next week, Samuel Lewontin hotness from every man espresso all right here it is dude <laughs> okay um <laughs> i have a couple of random cultural questions yes that i get asked all the time that maybe you could kind of clear up like what the heck is the difference between a flat white and a cappuccino uh yeah i think that's a massive argument going on still between the australians and the the, the kiwis on who invented it first oh really so, yeah, but I think probably you will find now, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, a flat white would have been, you know, half a centimeter of, of textured milk and obviously no chocolate, you know, like that. that's essentially, but the same size as a cap. Okay. So a cap 10 years ago for me, it's probably different for everybody, but a cap 10 years ago for me was a third espresso, a third heated milk and a third textured milk. Got it. So it would in the same size vessel, it would have a little bit more texture. Yeah, yeah. And but, chocolate. Yeah, but now if you you know, there are probably places that are serving a flat white. Well, that using the term flatter, you know, with less texture than a latte or a, or a cap. But I think the big thing also in Australia is we don't serve a latte in a cup. You know, a lot of places are still serving latte in glasses. So. There's even like a whole breakdown of like, let's call it specialty, <laughs> specialty latte. A lot of cafes are serving a six ounce, you know, glass. And then if you order a, a cappuccino, you'll probably get either between a five and a six ounce, you know, ceramic cup. Oh. Yep. But, you know, there are obviously other places as well that only have ceramic cups. And, you know, the only glasses that they will serve is a piccolo. Or what do you guys call it? The uh, did you say Gibraltar? Gibraltar, is that, is that, yeah, yeah, Gibraltar so, or Cortado, yep, depending on where yep. you are. Yeah, so you know that two to or two ounce or between two and four ounce small service, no matter how much, if it's just a little spoon of milk or you know filled to the brim, that would be the only glass you serve in the calf. You know, so it's yeah, it, it's. Uh, but I think now, now is latte cap flat white is pretty much most baristas or a lot of. People that I know, they're just serving the same thing. So they're serving you, you know, a centimeter of foam textured to, to the to the the vessel. Right. So it's 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 almost like that spread shirt. If you saw that spread shirt, yes, yeah, very much so. It's like yeah. a description of milk based coffee beverages. Yeah, here you go. They're all they're all the same damn thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's totally. it, it's weird to talk about. But it's like a such a. I don't want to say a struggle because it's not like this catastrophic thing that happens, but it's just really interesting because in the U.S. now people are getting introduced to the idea of like a flat white because Starbucks has their big, huge flat white marketing yep. campaign, which has nothing to do with our specialty flat white. 
Yeah. But, but, we, but it, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Don't, isn't a latte a bigger vessel for you? So a latte is the big vessel and a cappuccino is the five ounce minimum kind of size? Yeah. So generally, yeah, that's exactly how we would break it up to where, you know, a cappuccino, yeah, cappuccino is five to six ounces. Some places they're almost as big as like seven or eight, but that's kind of uncommon in the specialty arena. And then anything bigger is a latte. Mm. And then the Gibraltar or Cortado is a little bit smaller in the cappuccino, but I think bigger than what you guys might do for a piccolo. So usually it's it's really like four and a half ounces. Yeah. The Gibraltar is. And for the purest purists, the OG people who know where it came from, it would be like a little bit under temperature and pretty thin on the milk texture. Yeah, right. Yeah. But now you got people coming in. They're like flat white. What's I, I want a flat white, and, <laughs> or or no, actually this is the worst. You know, someone someone and their friend will come in and they'll order a flat white and a cappuccino, and we make them basically the same thing, and <laughs> try to try to explain to them that you know I I, I think this is the same thing, and no, but, you, but we don't really know. Don't you do the cheeky thing by putting a heart on one and a rosetta on the other one, and you say the rosetta is the flat white and the heart is the cap? Right. <laughs> Right, that's probably the best way to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, that one's that one's a flat white. You can tell because the design, it's oh. legit. Oh. So that's funny. Uh, or you just reminded me of the one in one. Like I remember you talking about the one in one a long time ago. We have the one in fun, which is a an espresso and a cap. Yeah, one in fun. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that one. That one was a jam. Yeah. <laughs> And then there were all these, there's like all these one-in-one like sidecar variations and all kinds of stuff that, and a lot of that's regional. Like, you know, Charles went to, I don't know where he was, somewhere, even in San Francisco and ordered a one-in-one. They just kind of looked at him like, like, what do you want? (laughs) (laughs) And they explained Uh, it. They're like, we can't do that. I have a bottomless portafilter. There's no chance for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So using bottomless. Where he was, wherever oh, okay. he went was using bottomless. And yep. the shop that I'm currently doing a couple days a week at have bottomless portafilters, which is the first time that I've used bottomless in years. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's like a whole, I don't know, everybody wants to know what the difference is and what's better and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I, I had a love affair with spouts for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally, yeah. me too. I, yeah, I don't know why. I feel like it was something almost textural, if that even makes sense. And yeah, but I think that comes down to the ratios. I don't want. I mean, you know, it doesn't. Let's forget about the basket size. I don't want the full yield, unless I ask for you know a full yield. I don't want to be drinking a full yield when I order an espresso, because that happens a lot here. You know, you'll you'll ask for an espresso, and you'll get you know crazy ratio of, of coffee out to coffee in and it's almost like I, I can't tell the profile of this coffee because you've given me, you know, uh, such a heavy, heavy ratio, you know, a heavy brew, you know, a heavy yield and, and I want to, you know, like it's almost like I need to have some water in it so that I can tell what's going on with this coffee, you know, but uh, definitely split split out of a, a, a split yield is it, it, maybe it's just me and I can't taste it, but I need to split it to taste it. If you go into a cafe near where you're at and you order an espresso, do they ask you double or single, or do you automatically get a double? Or, uh, n- they- yeah, n- 
I'd say the majority is is a split, split single. Okay. You know, but uh, there's certainly a lot of places. You know, again, the the there's a very big um, variance because there are places serving you know old school old school ratios or old school you know recipes, and then the new school recipes, and then you get you know like 50, 50 grams of split. You know, or it's really long espressos because they're serving as EK or whatever. You know, like it's it, it, there's a lot of cultural differences going on here. And other places, you might you'd be lucky to get ten grams because they're giving you a ristretto as zero espresso. You know, yeah, it's so crazy. There's yeah, so much stuff going on. We yeah. never we never have singles. We never have split singles in the U.S. That, really, it's yes. very rare. And the, even the espresso cup is big, isn't it? Are you serving like a a, a that, you know, a 90 mil espresso cup or whatever. Well, people, people are doing all kinds of stuff over here now. So the, the most common espresso cup right now that you'll see in like a specialty cafe is that the not neutral, you know, the, yeah. the, the Lino yep, yep. cup. But then yep. a lot of people with the bigger extractions lately have just taken to serving espresso in a Gibraltar glass or in, you know, 150 mil like cap cup. Yeah, right. Which I don't actually like. I, I don't something about the cups too big. It, it just doesn't work right for me. I don't yeah. know why. It Yeah. I like a smaller cup. It just feels sexier or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know what it is. No, totally. Totally. Maybe. But the, there's the theory as well if you give it too much motion and get too much oxygen in it, you know. I just yeah, I just like it. I like to keep it like to keep it tight. I would rather have it be bigger in a smaller cup and I can you know, stir it if I need to mix it up. I, you know, I get all the action I need from a spoon. I don't need like, I don't know. Spoon action. I'm grumpy. It's whatever. <laughs> I don't even care. Everybody, everybody does all these things that I can't stand. And I'm just like, leave me alone. And then yeah. my biggest pet peeve while we're just like talking trash. And I don't know what your stance is on this, but I love sparkling water by itself, but I hate to drink it right before I drink espresso. But that's what everybody me? does now. Right. What is it? Because they're trying to cleanse their palate. Is that what they're? That's what they say. But for me, it just it leaves always like this almost like minerally fizzy taste it's on my salty. mouth. And then I drink yeah. the espresso, and I'm like, I can't really taste it as well. Yeah. But it's yeah. just, I think it's just one of those things that became culturally accepted. A couple espresso bars put up, you know, started serving sparkling water or mineral water, and then it yeah. just became fancy to do it, and everybody's doing it, and there's no reasoning behind it necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And if I'm going to cleanse my palate, I'd rather just use, you know, normal, like, still water. Yeah. If I need to cleanse it at all. Which uh, I... isn't, isn't the thing to do... I, I, was, I was told that, that cleansing your palate, let's say that you're going through a couple of flavors. So if you are to cleanse your palate, like, let's say I want to taste an espresso, I drink the espresso on the first sip, and then to taste it, I take the second sip. Right. Because yeah. So so that's what you do. Order two espressos and cleanse one cleanse your palate with one. <laughs> drink the second one. Well, yeah, what I actually what I usually do is I'll I'll just drink I'll have like a little bit of brewed coffee. Like two or three ounces yeah. of brewed coffee yeah. before I start into anything and that sets me on a base because I feel like it's more about references rather than yeah. having my palate completely clean. I want to have my palate normalized. Like it's coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is my palate normally experiencing? And then any reference is just like, just comes from that. Cause I, I, I don't drink 
sparkling water and then eat a bunch of stuff or taste stuff. I don't do that when I'm cupping or anything like that. I, you yeah. know, I'm normalized with coffee and I just go yeah. in there. Yeah. Well, you're not like going back to a piece of apple to, to equalize yourself every time after you've tasted something. Or... Yeah. yeah. Do people do yeah. that? Do they do apple? No, nah. I uh, just at a, at a couple of roasting competitions that I've, I've been at that they served things like that, you know, dry crackers or yeah. apple slices or things that Bananas uh, I don't know. Or something. Yeah. 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 Jeez. Yeah. It gets wild out there. I don't yeah. know. Sometimes I feel like the odd man out. <laughs> no, you just care. <laughs> you care about what, what it is that you want and you know, what you, what you're looking for yourself out of, out, out of, you know, whatever it is you're tasting or you're experiencing. So it's hard when you're when you're old and grumpy, man. <laughs> I know. I'm like someone. Someone said to me at not this last SCAA, but I think the one before it. I I was checking out a new piece of gear. I won't even yeah. say what it was, and I was just kind of going off on all the stuff that I hate about it. I'm like, oh, this sucks, and that's horrible. And the guy looks at me. He's like, you always. Why do you always talk shit about everything? <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Just being real, man. I'm just being real. I was like, I'm not. Yeah, I was like, I'm not even trying to hate. I'm just like thinking, you know, honest conversation will promote. Like, they, the, whoever made this probably wants it to be the best that they can be. So I don't know. But maybe I'm yeah. just a grumpy old dude. Who knows? <laughs> Whatever. That's Holy it. crap! So what? What do you think is next for you? I mean, you just kind of landed at Pullman, right? Yeah. Uh, so the the well, the ne- my next biggest step is competition prep- preparation. So this is I've had this year or well, this season I'm taking off. So uh, and I'm one of those freaks that starts preparation really early because I'm 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 dumb. And <laughs> so, but I uh, I soon I start preparation for next competition season. So I'm I'm very excited at that. Um, it's been uh, you know competition's not for everybody, but it's been a really big part of my last you know few years and and it feels strange not not competing this year and watching everybody else prepare but that's kind of the the next thing for me i'm i'm very excited at, at, at what's going to happen next year so do you have some ideas lined up already obviously you probably can't really get into coffee so far ahead of time no no i have some ideas um but uh i think the experience that you get from you know from from I mean, it's a horrible thing to, to, you know, finish a competition and go, oh, you know what, I could have done better or, you know, I wish the, I'd pulled the coffee better or I was really angry at that judge or, you know, uh, I'm really glad that I'm well past all of those thoughts because as disappointed as I was at the last, my last results, I actually am okay with the fact that, and I realized that I absolutely was not, you know, I shouldn't have placed or I shouldn't have, I wasn't ready. You know, you, I'm seeing it now for, for what it was. Like, I was, sorry, I'm, re- I'm repeating that. I was so angry at, like, well, <laughs> myself and, and where I was and how I, you know, what place I got. But the reality is I should be very proud of my achievements and the people that worked with me. But, you know, the reality was that I, I absolutely wasn't ready. They chose, that, you know, our, our, our national champ because he really deserved to win, you know. So um, that has changed my mindset about what it is that I, that I want to present and how I want to present, you know, um, it's, it, I'm really excited by this challenge because the last few years that I've competed, I never had that mindset. My mindset was, you know, like I must do this and I must address this and I must do this in prep time and I must serve this kind of coffee. You know, I think the reality is that sometimes competitors forget that, that, 
yes, it's a coffee competition and we want to see, you know, they want to see your skills and they want to taste good coffee and they want you to talk about it in, in an appropriate manner that addresses the, the adjudication sheet. But at the same time, you're serving people. You know, you're serving, whether it's on your bar, you know, at your work or at a judge's table, you know, you're basically serving people. It, it's, the, I think, the, the art of service sometimes gets missed because you care so much about the coffee or you want to show off skills or you want to break ground with, you know, like, hey, I've done this crazy infusion or, you know, so my mindset is now no longer any of that. Uh, that's actually the, the, the furthest thing away from my mind. I'm really excited to share my passion and share what I love about coffee that not necessarily, you know, means that it's going to be groundbreaking or anything. I mean, I'm saying that now. <laughs> <laughs> this early stage but but you know because when I, uh, I watch a lot of a lot of competition videos and and I just you know sometimes you see competitors and you're like wow if you just took out some of that stuff you know that's not important it's not going to win you the comp you know serving serving Heston Blumenthal style beverages is not what's going to win you know so um I'm in a really nice place with competition now, probably because I'm not preparing, but I'm excited to start. Yeah. That's that's so rad. You probably will have, if you continue on this road, you'll probably have more fun too while you're up there. Yes, yes. You know, that, instead of being like stressed out for 15 minutes. Yeah, and and uh, I can absolutely say, you know, winning my regionals that year was. I, I was never so relaxed, you know, because I had a friend out the back who was constantly cracking jokes with me. And that was so unusual because normally it's like, I've got to do this and it's this time because I've got to do this now and all that sort of thing. And I basically laughed for an hour before I went on stage. So when I went on stage, I actually had fun. And that was not something that I had taken into account at all. You know, when people say to you, you know, make sure you have fun and you, you like, uh, whatever. <laughs> Girl, I'm trying to win, man. I'm not yeah, trying to have fun. I'm out to pummel people, you know, but if you have fun, the judges see that and they are relaxed. You're relaxed. They're relaxed. So you could even say that that means that they're going to understand things in a more, much more relaxed position. So, you know, smiling a little bit and, you know, having a joke is actually is a good thing. Not and doesn't mean that you are less professional than anybody else. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah I absolutely attribute that to probably – you know, winning was the fact that I actually had an awful lot of fun and that was very alien to me. Great. That's so weird. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, trying to remember that. It's really hard to remember that, to smile, you know, and, and people say, you didn't smile, and you go, yeah, I did. And actually, it wasn't a smile. It looked like you had strain on your face. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, gosh. Well, dude, that's awesome. We're pushing almost two hours. I think we're going to cut this thing loose. Uh, wow. Let me wrap this up real quick. Everybody, you've been listening to Adam, Adam Metalman, Chris Baca, Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. Jared's out of here. We're going to edit this thing down and get crazy, and we'll see what happens. And, yeah, I'm just going to do an outro off the air. Dude, thanks so much for talking to us. This is awesome. No problem. I'm You're gonna... welcome. I, ho I hope you've got some stuff that, that you know works. And if it doesn't, that's fine too, man, you know? Well, we definitely have a lot of stuff on the back end. I think like the last, you know, um, 45 minutes or so is definitely, yeah. and there's some gems up front, but we'll, we'll put it through the software and see, see what gets filtered out. <laughs> and 
I don't, you know, and then maybe we'll, because there's a lot of good stuff in the front, and yeah, it's hard because we're all, trunk. Put it through the magic trunk. You know what I'm saying? And we're all in different places and stuff, but I, you know, I don't want to disrespect your time or anything by you coming oh, on, man. and we're just like doing all kinds of dumb shit, or you know. I was slightly Making, concerned that I, I might not be interesting enough because you've had some pretty, you know, some pretty heavy people on there. So I, I just, you know, as I say, if it doesn't meet the, you know, like the, the absolutely, you've got a, you've got a thing to uphold. So if it doesn't make it, that's fine, man. You know, I'm not gonna be. Oh no, we're no, we're putting we're putting something out. It's going down for sure. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do something. Uh, well, hey. oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, just on a side note, I forgot to tell you. Um, so I have some extra large Pullman shirts, which I'm going to put in the, um, the shipment. It's going to be your next, uh, tampers are going to be shipped either today or tomorrow because I've got to finish them, but I've got some extra large shirts. So do you want them? Oh yeah. I'm all about the extra large and I have a package for you that I've been meaning to send, but I've just been a total asshole and not sending it. (laughs) Uh, That would be lovely. man. So sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Some friend. I know this guy just yeah. doing it real big. I have a million excuses, but none of them matter. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. But yeah, we're looking forward to the new stuff. They're selling so fast. They're actually, I, every time we sell, we actually mean to reorder like two weeks earlier. Cause we just been behind. Yeah. But, no, that's really good news. I know yeah. we have a lot of people that listen that make espresso at home and yep. are kind of like that mid range, like, pro consumer prosumer you know yep that that Man, be... so many of our customers are those people they're not the pros you know so they're sending baskets from machines that i've never even heard of that are like you know 56 mil and you know oh, but i have one gripe and i'm going to leave you with this if i get asked to make another freaking tamp base or mark has to reshape a tamp base to fit a seven gram vst they're putting the tamp inside the 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 small section of a seven gram VST. Was that that little one you put the picture up of? The... What is wrong with people? <laughs> it was that red one? It was red, right? Like that was what that was for. I was like, what the hell is that? Because at first I was thinking like, oh, that that can work on the MyPressy. But then I looked at it again. I'm like, that's smaller. That that's the third one this month that we have made for a seven gram VST basket. What kind of machine does that go in? Is it just well, like they're pulling the singles? That's it? That's. Have you seen a 7-gram VST? I haven't. No. You need to Google it. I'm going to Google it. Google a 7-gram VST. It goes into a 58, you know, a, a regular commercial group head. And so the headroom that, that would be, you know, created after you tamp into 7 grams of coffee. So let's call it 10 grams, you know, of, you know, modern developed specialty. You know, somewhere between eight and ten grams of coffee that goes into the very small section of that VST basket. Okay, I'm looking that, at it that, right now. Yeah, that's what that tamp is for. So what look the at the rest of the heck. Yes, <laughs> yes. So it, it, it's like a basket inside of another basket is kind of what it looks like. Like because you're tamping in that little that little shallow part, the little the deepest. Yep. The <laughs> yep. That is super weird. People yep. are using that. That's cool. I guess uh, that's, that's the weirdest yeah. thing I've ever seen. Well, I tried to get some extraction out of it, and I tell you, when you dose, you know, eight grams of of you know coffee into that basket and try and tamp it, then it just because it's got nowhere to go, so it, it basically 
saturates so fast and then the whole puck lifts out because, you know, there's so much headroom and so much water going into that basket, it just shits itself. It seems like even though it's, it's like truncated and smaller and it looks like it would work in theory, to do seven in grams, theory. you need, yeah. I, I feel like you need an even smaller surface area because you probably need more bed depth. That's with, right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. still too spread out. Yeah. Again, you, you hit the head on the nail. It's that in theory it works, but in reality, yeah. yeah <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk and we'll figure out what's going to be the, the best for us. And I, I'm stoked to work with you guys. I'm, we, we'll figure something out for sure. No worries, man. I, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to send you an email outlining just a few things that is a suggestion absolutely all right guys thanks for listening to the scavenged portion of our interview with adam middleman from our partners at pullman uh we'll get a real interview with him and tell you how the big step was created and many more other fun things but until then we just want to thank you again for tuning in and supporting us we love you and uh until next time with sam Luwanton from everyman espresso how about you guys just go out high five some people taste some coffee enjoy your lives and most of all Keep repping that specialty coffee game. All right, team. We love you. Catch you later.